think he was there for about a week. But when he woke up, of course, he didn't remember anything. So I was the one who had to tell him <laughs> they, they couldn't do the procedure. He had an incision that went from here all the way down to like his pubic bone. So he's like, so why did they, well, they couldn't do it, hon. They took out your duodenum. They tried. And things were too bad. They couldn't do it. He said, so I'm going to die. I said, well, no, not right now. I'm not going to kill you or anything. So no, <laughs> you're good. We got you. We'll get you through this. Don't worry. Even though I knew mm -hmm. it was terminal, I wasn't ever going to say those words to him. Welcome to episode three of the Matt and Monica podcast. Welcome. We got a very special guest, very special guest, no, Teresa here. Um, I've known her for a very, very long time. I believe since 2007 when I started working with her at the casino. Yeah. Worked with her in the bingo hall for many years. I believe nine years I was working in there um, and got to know her over the years and realized how selfless of a person she is and modest and humble and all that, which she's probably hating me saying that right now. I'm not hating this right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's one of those people that she does not want her picture taken. She doesn't want anything do with that and I think that speaks volumes of her character or why she's here because it's for an incredibly good cause which you guys will get a mouthful of soon enough yeah oh, um, yeah. but anyway uh yeah I guess we'll start back I guess when we first met and start yeah. working with each other and yeah. kind of go from there uh, oh boy no don't forget at one point in time we lived in the same house we did Different holy stories. shit yeah yeah um I lived in an old apartment long long ago above her. Um, so did you guys know each other in the apartment before you worked? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. So he's you... the one who suggested that I move in with my okay. friend at, underneath him when yeah. the apartment yeah. became available. Aww. Yep. Yep. And, um, yes. And her daughter lived there with her and it was, it was pretty cool. She was my babysitter when, you know, years <laughs> ago as well for my kids. Yeah. My, my father still refers to him as I poke eye. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I poke eye. <laughs> he, he was at home with his kids and his son started screaming and he went out, he was doing dishes or whatever. And he came out and he asked his daughter, why is your brother crying? She said, I poke eye. <laughs> oh, so yes, this is how long I've known Matthew since before yeah. his son was even born. Yeah. There was a day I rode home in his car, in his daughter's car seat. <laughs> oh yeah. Used to be thinner. No used to be thinner. <laughs> Life happens. <laughs> no, Graves' disease, thyroid disease happens. <laughs> but um, so I don't know. I know you got kind of a list of like more or less a like timeline of what we wanted to talk about. So I'll kind of let you take it off if you don't mind. And you Depends on where you want me to start. I mean, I, um, I have a very long, sordid story. Yeah. Start wherever you want yeah, this to start. Is, this wherever is your story you're and comfortable. It's, it's beautiful. So. I, I've been married three times. Yeah. The first time was I was 17 years old. I got married right out of high school, right after I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. Year later, my daughter came along. My husband was verbally and mentally abusive. Mm -hmm. And I should have left that marriage instantly. Mm -hmm. But if you've ever been in that situation, you get beat down so mentally that you think you're dirt and you don't oh, deserve yeah. any better. Yep. Yeah. So I stayed there until... Thankfully, my daughter was at either my sister's or my brother's for the night, whichever it was, spending the night with them on a weekend. He went out with his brother. He came home. Well, he called me and wanted me to go bring him home mm -hmm. because he had so many DWIs. He didn't mm -hmm. have a license. Okay. I went to pick him up at the bar he was at. He was fighting with his brother on the front lawn of the bar. <laughs> so I picked him off his brother, put him in the car and took him home. And he thought... The reason I took him off of his brother was because I was in love with his brother and was cheating oh, on him with goodness. his brother. <laughs> so he spent the entire night in our bedroom with a rifle in hand that was loaded saying, bitch, come to bed. Hmm. Come to bed, bitch. I dare you to come to bed. Wow, man. So I sat terrified hmm. in the living room all day, all night long. Mm -hmm. And he got up in the morning. He never slept all night. He just tormented me all night with <laughs> the gun. Wow. He got up with the gun, said, I'm going to go blow, blow my brother's brains out. And when I'm done, I'm coming back for you. Jeez, I don't remember hearing this. At which point, <laughs> I, I don't tell How old this were you? story. 28, 29, okay. somewhere around there. And wow. you had the one kid. Just the one daughter. Because I was home. not going to bring another child yeah. into this world with that man. And yeah. 
put them through all the terrible things my daughter went through. Yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> and when he left the house, I called my parents and said, you, you need to come get me right, mm -hmm. right now. Thankfully I have the best parents and they were like, okay, here we come. And they flew down, picked me up and I told them the entire story. This happened on December 15th. Uh, see, I have my date written here somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I give up. It doesn't okay. matter. Yeah. Yeah. Happened yeah. December 15th. I only remember this because it was the day before my brother's birthday. Uh, okay. So other than that, I probably wouldn't remember. Yep. But yeah, so they came and got me and then he spent the rest of the time after he got back to the house and realized I was gone calling my parents' house and we were ignoring oh, yeah. the calls, of course, going to the answering machine. The answering machines were a thing at the time. Yep. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> a lot of people have no idea what those yep. are. But talking to the answer machine saying, that's my wife. She's mine. She's mine. I'm coming to get her. Wow. Well, thank you for warning us because my yeah. sister-in-law, who is no longer my sister-in-law, but I still love her like mm -hmm. a sister, called the police, told them what was going on. So they were sitting in my parents' driveway and he pulled in, was getting ready to pull in my parents' driveway, saw the cop car sitting there, took off down the road. <laughs> they caught him down the road. He pulled off and tried hiding in the woods, but they found him. They found the rifle, Good. Good. but they didn't find any rounds. So he tossed uh, the bullets. Yeah. Yeah. So he did end up in jail that night. Good. But... <laughs> that's so, that's crazy. He literally came after, after me with a gun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, my daughter didn't even know any of this story. I didn't tell her any of this. I didn't want to poison her against yes. her father or anything like that. Wasn't mine to do. No, I don't want. I can. Yeah, I know all of yeah, that. That's. So she's an adult now. She's 32 now. So she knows the story now. Yeah. So it sounds very similar to stuff that I've been through. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I went from that to dating a guy that worked in the bingo hall, who was one of the floor clerks. And sadly, I still hadn't realized my self-worth and didn't realize mm. I didn't deserve to be treated like shit. Mm -hmm. Felt I deserved to be treated it like shit. It takes a while to get... It took me until I was in my 30s. Well, yeah. that, that's a problem with people like you that are so humble and so real that you try to... You almost sell yourself short for people that you deserve so much more. And I know exactly who you're talking about. I forgot. That, yeah. you know, and, um, a lot of people forget about that, but yeah. I, I started dating him. Yep. Ended up working in the bingo hall with him. Yep. Married him. And less than a year later, realized I don't need verbal and mental abuse. And a lot of people are going to be mad thinking, oh, he would never do that. He's not like that. It was just when he was drinking. But no, it was him. Yeah. I mean. No excuses. Yeah. So, You've never sugarcoated or lied about anything. You. But I, I try not to say anything bad about anybody mm -hmm. else because it's not my, my job to tell other people how someone is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So a lot of players were mad at me when I divorced him and left him. And it was less than a year later. And I dealt with a lot of backlash from that for quite a while. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. People not knowing your side or what you're going through or all they saw was like what that. he portrayed there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. But yeah, after that, oh boy, it was a series of just bad choices and bad boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Like a crackhead that used yeah. me for money. Yeah. Um, there was the guy who dated me to basically use me as a babysitter. <laughs> there was another one that, you know, much like you guys, I was living in my parents' basement also. Except I was yeah. older, so I was even more ashamed of this. Yeah, yeah. You so, shouldn't. I don't want ever, or like anyone to ever be ashamed of living in their parents' basement. You shouldn't have it's, to it's, be. I mean, it's, it's so easier, so much easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Especially when you have your whole life established oh. and then you do that. Oh. I walked away from, like I said, two marriages without taking anything from them. Didn't want alimony. Like, even yeah. with my daughter, didn't take child support from him. Mm -hmm. the, the court was like, why don't you want child support? Well, he didn't work. I supported him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is he? What am I going to get from him? The, yeah. So they established it. It was, I guess, required that yeah. I had to get something. Yes. So I think they put it was like $20 a month or yep. whatever. But I never filed the paperwork. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I didn't want anything from him. Yeah. It's almost more work just to go through yeah. all that than just to get that. I yeah. wanted absolutely nothing. Yep. Yep. Other people are, give me child support, give me this, give me that. I didn't want anything. Just give me back my life. Yes. Let me be me. Yep. It's all I wanted. And that's all I took. Mm -hmm. My belongings and my daughter's stuff. Mm -hmm. And my daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. And in the meantime, I met Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. I loved working with you. That was, that was a good time. I actually, I loved working there. That was fun. Oh, we had the best times. I mean, yeah. we got the job done. Yeah. We did everything we were supposed to do, but we yeah. had a friggin' blast. Yeah. Like I was yeah. going to say you had so much fun. The, yes, amount of, the amount of relationships that you don't realize that you make in a place like that over the years, yeah. like people that I was so close to, you know, that were like almost like an extension of my family. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I've been to funerals for bingo players that oh, have passed yeah. away. Yeah. And I it mean, was a bingo hall. So there's a lot of it's, funerals. It's <laughs> friggin' devastating. I mean, we see these people more than we see our family sometimes. Yeah. Like, well, they become your family. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, living under, underneath Matt in the same house. I mean, it was just one day I, I was sitting out on the, in the living room watching TV and I looked down the front window. There was Matt <laughs> mooning us. Oh yeah. In the middle of the winter. Uh, it was, I remember. <laughs> He was shoveling the front porch and just yeah. decided to move. Oh, this will be a good idea. I was shoveling their porch okay. out, being nice, and then all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, oh, this is going to be funny. Oh, and then, my of course, it was, it, was you. it was me that noticed it, yeah. and I just sat there going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I lost my words because it was completely unexpected. Yeah. Babe. Yeah. And I, well, I remember I had my ass cheeks against the frozen windows, yeah, literally so frozen. Like they're squished against no, the window. No, but they're not looking. So I'm sitting there like, shit. So I knock on the window and all of a sudden, I, then I hear them all yelling inside. But it's funnier than hell. And then when I left, there was ass cheek circles. <laughs> there, were, there was Prince butt. Probably for a long front. time. Because I yeah. wasn't cleaning them off. I was like, yeah. that's mad butt. <laughs> did you see that place caught fire? I did. You sent it to me. Oh, oh okay. Well, you, well, well you saw it then. All right. You sent me the letter. Send people a lot of shit. I don't remember. But, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. He and my roommate at the time used to like to scare the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. He came to the house one day because there was a stairway that led up in between the two places. You got to know the environment. went all the way upstairs, <clears throat> stopped on our floor, and then went all the way down to the basement. 200, 200 year old house mm-hmm. in an old, old, old basement where a washer and dryer was. And um, yeah, I, I got to tell this story because I Please was there. do. And I'm down and I'm like two in the morning. I don't know why I'm doing my laundry at like two in the morning, but I hear a creak behind me. I turn around and uh, didn't see anything. And I sit here and start throwing laundry in or taking out whatever the hell I was doing. All of a sudden I heard a creak again. I look behind me and I'm like, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's like a, it's an old, deep or uh, dark, dark basement. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Like you see in horror movies. Oh yeah. yeah basically. Like, yeah. And then all of a sudden Wayne. I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning his oh, name. I were gonna say it so bad. Wayne jumps out of nowhere and goes instead of going like rah like a normal person, he's like Buck-o! like a <laughs> rooster or something, and it scared me so bad. Like it, so words cannot explain. I you know that was etched into my brain. And then, um, ironically, I tried to do the same thing to him, and I hid in his closet. Which <laughs> yeah, I knew he was in there too. <laughs> yeah. go, ahead, go, ahead. go get. Stop bringing Aww. toys. She's bringing all her toys he just over wants to, to us. play. Um. Anyway, yeah, so we... we so he says, because. Yeah, just, you know, just scared me. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the extent of that story. But, yeah, it was it was a good time living there. Yeah, he <laughs> hid in his closet to try to repay him. Yeah. And, and you did? You got him? Yeah. What'd you I, do? No, what I was, did you make? I hid in his closet for like half an hour because when he came home from work, when I was already to scare him, he yeah. decided to take his dog for a walk first. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, then we ended up going... I ended up hiding on the other side of his bed, and when he came into his room, like I ended up jumping out and scaring the shit out of him. So yeah. weird going yeah. in other people's... Yeah, was, yeah, we, you had that relationship oh, yeah, to yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh, you remember that time? So this, this is hilarious. So they had a dog. Um, what was Feisty. Feisty. So Feisty was barking and barking and howling. And I'm like, and she was out on a date. And I knew she was out on a date. So I know she's not home. I'm like, fuck, there's no one home. The dog is howling. It's really early in the morning. I got a baby sleeping. I'm like, you know what? I'm going down there. So I go down the stairs and I go up there. I don't think they ever locked it because we, we knew them that well. Yeah. yeah. And I, there was, I don't even know dog, if there was a lock. There. Yeah. <laughs> that dog was terrified of everything. Yep. And um, so I, I hear the dog barking and it runs into her bedroom. And, uh, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I decide to like go towards her bedroom, like trying to calm the dog down. It's growling. All of a sudden, you hear a stream of water. You could it was peeing. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! So I turn on the light on my bed. Yeah, the dog is standing on her bed, just pissing all over her bed. And what do I do? Instead of telling her, I just I left. I went back to bed. Didn't think anything of it. Well, didn't you bring a date home yes, that I night? Did. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh no! Okay, so and then you're like, then you're like, oh yeah, my dog must have peed on my bed, and so that guy thinks you probably pissed your own bed. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh! See y'all. He scared. <laughs> so he scared my daughter's dog into pissing my bed while mm-hmm. I was out. 
And then you yeah. bring someone home. Yep. That's that's great. Lovely. Uh-huh. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah. That was funny in hell. <laughs> Where are we at now about? Uh, well, All right, I... so you guys live together. You work together. Mm-hmm. Getting close. Like, how long was it from when you worked together until, was it you left? You still work there? I still work at you, the oh, Okay. So you're the one that left Bingo. I left in yep. 2014 to go to basic training. And that's when I, about the same time I went into IT. Okay. So, yeah. yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I still work there. Were you so sad when you heard that he was not going to work there anymore? Oh, I cried. Oh, I cried. There's there's been a few people that have made me cry when they left. That Mm. was one of them. But he was still in the same building. It wasn't the same, though. It wouldn't be. We weren't living together anymore. I mean, we both moved out of that apartment house, I think, the exact same day. So everything was changing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I remember helping you move in there and stuff, yeah. But, oh, yeah, so that was, like, probably, what, 2011 or so, 2010, maybe? You're the younger one with better memory than me. I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. But, uh, yeah, we still always stayed in touch and all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He would come yep. through bingo and visit. And mm-hmm. Oh, he still does that. Yeah, we still. Yeah, every time I go there, I cut day. through there. Well, I still yep. have to wait my turn, though, because the players love him, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do. So, I wait they my sure turn. Do. I'm like, well, if he sees me, he sees me. If not, I'll catch him next time. Oh, week. you know, he's always looking for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Always. Well, yeah, so where do, do you want to go into how you met somebody special in Bingo yet or not? Yeah, where are yeah, we in your... We can do that, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's just a couple other losers that really just don't need to be that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to weed through the bad ones to get to the good uh, ones. I, in mm-hmm. the end, I mean, I used to tell everybody I finally had to meet the guy from Tompkins County because I dated and dumped everybody in Oneida and Madison, <laughs> so... But, um, yeah, it was... February of 2012 and a very busy promotion called Sweetheart Special where two people come in and they play for a certain price for level three and it's cheaper than normal and it's always busy as hell. And I was still working out on the floor at this time and I dreaded going into work. I was like, I don't want to do this. I really don't because I'm going to get a headache. They're going to freaking kill me. I'm going to have to run like an idiot. So I was just in a bad mood going into work Mm -hmm. for this Stupid promotion called Sweetheart Special. <laughs> so I get to work and I'm running around doing my my normal thing. And there's a, an older woman sitting in my section with a younger guy next to her. Not, not younger, younger, but my age younger. <laughs> and she's like, I'm being a cougar today. I said, Nothing wrong with that. I've done that myself a time or two. I said, that doesn't make you a bad person. She goes, no. He's not really with me. I didn't even know what a cougar was until, you know, my friend told me what a cougar was. She said, I kept saying wolf. She's, he's, <laughs> he's not really with me, but he wouldn't mind having your number. Oh. I looked at him. I looked back at her and I said, honey, if he wants my number, all he's got to do is ask. <laughs> and of course, you know, we spent the rest of the session, you know, making googly eyes at each other. <laughs> He's leaning so back fun. in his chair, staring at me, and I'm staring at him while still doing my job. Still did my job. <laughs> <laughs> Never stopped. But, yeah, at intermission, he came up to me and he goes, I don't know if you meant this or not, but if you're interested, this is my number. And I already Aww. had mine written out, and I was like, yep, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> this one's mine. <laughs> so, yep, spent the, Aww, so the rest of the session mm-hmm. still making googly eyes at each other. <laughs> And I'm having a much better day now at this point. Changed everything, huh? Changed my entire attitude (laughs) instantly. Mm -hmm. And the session ends, and he's like, that's my aunt that I'm with. He said, we rode in together. (laughs) He said, she wants to play machines for a little while. So would you like to hang out and talk for a little bit? And I was like, absolutely I would. (laughs) Mind you, I'm like just smitten with him at this point already. Yeah. And I am a terrible friend because I forgotten I was giving one of my coworkers a ride home. Oh my god! You're a little distracted. I was so just a little. <laughs> so she also played machines. So I told her I was like, "Here, here's twenty dollars. Go oh, play machines. Mm-hmm. I will give you a ride home. Call your husband. Tell him you're going to be late." Was, yeah. Oh yeah, I love her. She's so sweet. Yeah. So I'm a terrible friend due to, you know, making googly eyes at this guy. I forgot I was supposed to bring a friend home. So I did bring her home. 
I was like, go play machines. I will find you after that. So yeah, we walked and talked and found out everything, exchanged numbers and agreed that we were going to meet up and all that. And he, he, he had a bit of a history himself. Mm -hmm. He had our, also been married and divorced twice. And neither one of us ever planned on ever getting married again. Just it like was, over it. Just, it was, yep. Yeah. Apparently marriage wasn't meant to be for either right. of us, but we were both okay with being, you know, long-term happy monogamous mm -hmm. relationships and all that. But neither one of us had ever planned on getting married again. Like I had even told my daughter, if I ever get married again, it's got to be to a gay man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep. And we'll both cheat on each other with, with the other men and it'll be all good. It'll, it'll be fine. Be, it'll just yeah. be for health insurance reasons and tax write-offs and all that. You know? Yeah. And yeah. So she got mad at me when I told her I was getting married a third time <laughs> until she got to know him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, he lived an hour and a half away from me in Tompkins County. I was in Floyd, New York in my parents' basement. Mm -hmm. wow. He was in Tompkins County in Dryden, New York in his parents' basement because of just life. See, I didn't know that. See, and I've always said they're like so similar to us. Uh, like this. Yeah. Yeah. He was in his parents' basement. Wow. Yeah. You can't see her. It's, it's because of her toys. So she likes to, uh, she likes to collect her toys. Okay. <laughs> Here's your toys. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. Okay. Now I can see you. Okay. So yeah, it, it took a lot, but we made it work. I mean, on my days off, I was over there mm -hmm. in his parents' basement. They absolutely loved me. I still love them. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter. And on days where I had to work, like I worked Sunday morning or no, I don't even remember. I worked, I want to say it was Sunday mornings that I worked at the time. So he would come with me on my way back. All the time. Mm. and play Sunday morning while I worked. And then we'd go back to his place in, in Dryden, New York. So it was a whole lot of back and forth miles mm -hmm. on my car. He didn't have a license because he was also naughty. And <laughs> see, I don't drink or do any recreational drugs or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I'm a very boring person. <laughs> that doesn't make and, you boring. <clears throat> he was an alcoholic mm -hmm. and if there was a drug out there, he tried it other than heroin. He didn't yeah. do anything injectable or anything like that. He was in the Marine Corps at one point in time too, he right? Was. Okay. I just want to throw that out there. I thought it's I thought yep. so cool. He was in the Marines also. I, I would like to throw in real quick. Um, when I worked there with her, you know, obviously all of us, uh, all of our coworkers, we all got to know this guy very well and we all loved him because he was equally as humble and kind as this person right here. He is an incredible, incredible person. And, uh, yeah, yeah, just want to throw that in there because it's very relevant. But yeah, I mean, we had just a fairy tale kind of love. We yeah. never argued. We got along on everything. We loved everything the same. It did was, everything together. Yeah. 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 You, if one did something, the other one did. Yeah. yeah. But even if one of us did something that the other one didn't do, like he went yearly with his mother to go visit his brother in Michigan for hash bash. It's a big weed party. <laughs> I thought you were going with that. I didn't know. Never heard of it. No, me either. I don't know if they still bother to do it now that it's mm -hmm. legal and all okay. that. Uh -huh. But yeah, he would go every year and he was just shocked when he was like, "Hun, can I go and do this? And I'm of course you can. Um. I still, you know, by the time he found out and his brother invited him, it was too late for me to take time off from work. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, you're going to let me go alone without you and, Dude, I'm like, you're going with your mother to visit your brother. Of course, you're I'm like, going to let you go. It's fine. I, yeah. I don't care if you want to go. You're yeah. allowed to go. You're mm -hmm. an adult. You can do as you please. Right. So, yeah, he would go every year to hash bash with his mother and visit his brother. And it was the kind of love where, because of my past, I was always waiting for that other shoe to drop. Mm -hmm. I was like, there has to be something. Yeah. There has <laughs> to be some reason. Yeah. There has to be something evil lurking underneath that I just and don't you're just see. waiting yet. for it to come out. I was waiting, waiting and waiting. Yeah, yeah. I, that was me for it, like a good year and a half. 
It never, yeah. ever did. I'm still waiting for it. He's with with her all the time. Stop waiting for it. Sometimes know, it doesn't I happen. I know. At this point, I'm not concerned about him for a long time. I'm like this, is, <laughs> he's just waiting for me. She's to still like, gonna go be crazy. Yeah. She's got to be batshit crazy. It's it's got to be somewhere in there. Yeah, but, yeah. That's what I was waiting for. I was like, where's the the jealous side? Where's the crazy side? Where's the alcoholic? Where's the violence? Where's, yes, where's right. everything well, that that's I'm what used you to. knew. Yeah, you know, everything so, I was used to. Yes. So, and it actually probably scared you. It did. Yeah. I was terrified for the longest time, which is why we were together for five years before we said, why are we, why are we doing this? Why not just get married? Let's just do it. So we got engaged on, on my birthday. He can, proposed. Can you and, tell that story? I just want to know how, how he proposed propose to you. Or how did you propose? Because you guys actually, are unique. So yeah. Yeah. Neither one of us was all that romantic <laughs> like that. Like I, I love giving people gifts, but I hate getting gifts. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. Absolutely hate it. I'd rather be punched in the eye than get a gift. <laughs> yeah. It just makes me feel awkward. Mm -hmm. But it was my birthday, and I knew he was going to do it because I took him shopping for the <laughs> Yeah. You keep going. We went to a restaurant that I absolutely loved that was in Ithaca, New York. Okay. Just right down the road from Dryden and oh. all that. Yeah. And he sat there, and he, he's, he pulled out the box, and yeah. he was like, would you marry me? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> would you, marry me? you know, I'm gonna, I already <laughs> told you. I would. And so we just made it official basically, yeah. but yeah. But you guys were probably basically married already Other, it was just to make it official. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah, we saved up together and paid for the wedding and moved into our place that we had bought ourselves. It was a, a single wide trailer because we were both, and I still am, but unfortunately, he's not um, a very simple person. I don't need a lot. I don't mm -hmm. want a lot. So you. All I have is what I need. Yeah. I don't like extravagant stuff. I don't. Yeah. I don't like anything fancy. I am the most simplistic person in the world. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so I mean, he was the same way. Like our, our relationship, um, his our second anniversary. He was working at Tractor Supply or something like that part-time. Yeah. He came home, and on our, our second anniversary, he hands me a card. And I open it, and it's like, happy anniversary and all that. And I'm like, well, Aww. shit, I, for I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm the worst wife, wife in the world. I'm like, you know, <laughs> if I would have been married to a woman, um, I would have been in trouble. But because <laughs> it was him, and he knows my brain, and yeah. he knows I'm just off in left field most of the time. He was like, that's okay. Yeah. So I took him to Walmart later that day and I picked up like five different cards that were anniversary <laughs> cards. I was like, here, these are for you. Read them and then put them back yeah. on the shelf. That's what my mom does on her oh. anniversary with her husband. That's what we would oh. do on holidays. We'd go to Walmart and look, so here, funny. this is for you. I love you so much. I picked you two. Here. <laughs> okay, read. All right, put them back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. You know how many people are going to do so that cute. now because of this? Yeah. Hey. A lot. Yep. <laughs> Not everybody is, you know, normal. Hallmark, Hallmark hates you right now. Just so you know. All the card companies can bite me. It's fine. Yeah, yep. It's just, I, I'm not, like, we didn't do Christmas gifts. If someone wanted something, mm -hmm. we would just go out and buy it for each other. Yeah. yeah. If there was something cute or something that made you think of them, we'd just go out and get it. Yeah. There was no special holidays or anything like that, like Valentine's Day. We didn't celebrate or do anything That's like, like us. That. We don't really do that kind of stuff. We try to do stuff like that every day, every once in a yeah. while type of thing. I know? don't need a special occasion to yes. tell somebody yeah. exactly. that I love them or how, show them how that I love yes. them. Yeah, it should be every day. It yep. should be. Every day. We never stopped dating each other. Yes. Yeah, that's what we that's said. Us. We, like, yeah. we never yeah. took each other for granted. Yep. yep. We just mm -hmm. loved each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then life decided something different. Yeah. It was August of 2021, after COVID and all that. He started getting sick all the time, throwing up and not feeling good and getting weak and all that. And so he went, we had a routine doctor's appointment mm -hmm. that we had to have blood work for, which we'd had these orders for six months because we went every six months to the doctor, to our primary, mm -hmm. and we just kept holding off on it. And so we finally got it done. I was like, we need to do this. 
because mm-hmm. it was a 14 hour or 12 hour, however long the fast is before the blood work, okay. so they could get your blood sugar levels oh. and all that. Yeah. And because we were both happy fat kids and I work weird hours mm-hmm. and all that, trying to fast for that long oh, was, yeah. was difficult. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Cause I would come home from work and eat. And then the next day, yeah. well, I got to go work in the afternoon, but it hasn't been 12 hours since I've fasted. So we got to wait for a certain day. So mm-hmm. we finally went and got the blood work done. And based off of those numbers on his blood work, his doctor's like, you need to go see this endocrinologist. Mm -hmm. He set up an emergency appointment. We went there. He threw up on the way there. Mm -hmm. And he did more blood work and tests and stuff. And based off of that, they sent him to Syracuse, to the ER there. Mm -hmm. His blood sugar levels were like 600 something which is extremely high. Okay. That's good. Like yes. diabetic shock high. Wow. So he spent some time at Syracuse hospital. He was in the ER waiting in their waiting room for, I think it was like 14 hours before they finally took him in. Stop. Wow. Yeah. Are you serious? And yeah, this was a stubborn man who didn't like doctors to begin with. So I was proud <clears> of him <throat> for staying there that long. That's toughing it out. Mind you, I didn't insane. I didn't realize how bad it was. He didn't realize how bad it was. He didn't, just being the people that we are, I literally dropped him off at the doors of the hospital and went to work. Hmm. So he spent the entire time I was at work and the entire night after sitting in the ER waiting for them to even see him. Mm -hmm. He was admitted. He was in their ICU for a while. And they're like, we don't really know what's going on with you. We think you're diabetic. So, yeah, it was a bunch of doctor appointments and tests later, and he ended up in Albany Med. Mm -hmm. And they were the ones who did the ERCP and whatever, EUS, to discover he had pancreatic cancer. Wow. He had a tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny little tumor, but it was pressed up right against the nerve and the blood vessels that lead to all of your intestines and everything else. So it was really hard to find. Mm-hmm. So Syracuse said he was fine, but he didn't have cancer. It took Albany Med wow. to discover that he had cancer. And he had so many complications from this. He ended up with, his gallbladder was bad. It was full of stones and sludge, but they couldn't take it out because it was so inflamed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ended up with a drainage tube sticking out of his body that mm-hmm. drained all of the disgusting fluids and stuff out of his gallbladder so it wouldn't burst. Um, his lungs filled with fluid at one point. So he had tubes sticking out of him for lung, his lungs to drain fluid out of his lungs. He ended up with three drainage tubes at one point. The other one was for fluid that was filling in his gut. So he was just bloated and he, he was his own human fountain at this point mm-hmm. in Albany. Wow. He came close to dying a few times on me there. Didn't pulled through. I did all of this without complaining or whining or anything like that. Um, He was in and out of the hospitals and the ERs. He ended up with a pulmonary embolism at one point. So he had a blood clot in his lung that could have killed him and didn't. Um, And then in uh, on June 14th of 2022, he was scheduled at Albany Med to have a Whipple procedure done, which removes half of your pancreas, which would have taken out the cancerous tumor and taken care of everything. Incredibly risky procedure from what I looked up online, right? Very risky. Very difficult. Not done very often. Mm-hmm. And we got there. We had to be in Albany Med. I think it was like 4.30 or 5.30 in the morning or something like that, which is an hour and a half away from where we live. So we drove there, got there. And just before they wheeled him in for the surgery, she said, the nurse said, I have to let you know, just because of legal reasons, that for one out of 10 people, this procedure doesn't work. We were that one out of 10. I was sitting in my car. I was sitting Mm -hmm. in my car in the parking garage, waiting for them to do the procedure. And I got a phone call from the surgeon. His name was Dr. Negum. I don't know if I should say it or not, but. He called me and said, it doesn't look good in there. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Everything is inflamed. Everything is swollen. It's just a mess. I said, okay, just please try. 
about an hour and a half later of sitting and worrying, he called me back and he said, I was unable to do the procedure. He said, I discovered that it had gone beyond the pancreas into the duodenum. What is I, that? It's apparently a little part in your stomach that helps with digestion and all okay. that. So they ended up having to take that out. So now his intestines were now attached to his stomach directly. So he said that was full of cancer too. I couldn't do the procedure. I said, so are you telling me that this is now terminal? His answer was yes. Man. So I stayed at the hospital. He was supposed to be there about a week. I think he was there for about a week. But when he woke up, of course, he didn't remember anything. So I was the one who had to tell him they, they couldn't do the procedure. He had an incision that went from here all the way down to like his pubic bone. So he's like, so why did they, do well, they couldn't do it, hon. They took out your duodenum. They tried. And things were too bad. They couldn't mm -hmm. do it. He said, so I'm going to die. I said, well, no, not right now. I'm not going to kill you or anything. So no, <laughs> you're good. We got you. We'll get you through this. Don't worry. Even though I knew. Mm -hmm. It was terminal. I wasn't ever going to say those words to him. Yeah. Ever. So then mm -hmm. he had to have a port put in. <laughs> he had to have chemotherapy. So he went for the one kind of chemotherapy, which made him sick as a dog. Um, it was called Fulfirinox. It's a very, very strong chemotherapy. I was there with him for every hospital procedure, every chemotherapy every session of radiation he had after that he was only able to do radiation a few times because it made him super duper sick but that was the point where there was nothing else they could do he was beyond help at that point sadly yeah. and we knew it was terminal and the doctors kept saying well go on hospice i don't want to go on hospice was his thing mm -hmm. that's for people who are dying i don't want it so after everything was all said and done about, I want to say it was like a week, week and a half before he actually passed away. He finally agreed to hospice. And I think that was when he basically gave up, mm -hmm. gave up hope because yeah. he knew there was nothing else they could do. I mean, I watched a man when we started dating, he probably weighed like 180 or so. Mm -hmm. And after living with me and you know, <clears throat> the things that I do like eating, <laughs> chocolate cake with chocolate pudding on top of it or you know all of that fun stuff he weighed probably 250. yeah i watched him go from 250 pounds to when he passed away probably less than 100 pounds i remember the day i, I saw him one day went out to dinner and we went through the bingo hall i remember seeing him sitting there and he was always so hey matt you know yep. super friendly and so happy to see me and shake his hand and then i remember I want to say six months or so afterwards, I remember going and seeing, uh, going through the bingo hall and I looked at him, didn't even recognize him. I nope. looked back and he said, hi to me. He's just like, he always does. I'm like, and I, every I hair in him. my body just stood up yep. and I'm, and it must've been pretty close to the end, you know, cause he, lo he looked like he was probably like 110, 120 pounds yeah, or yeah. so. And, um, you know, same smile, same yeah. greeting he had mm -hmm. when he was healthy. He he didn't want people to know he was sick for the longest time. We didn't tell anybody that he had pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Um, it got to the point, like I said, he went from 250 to probably less than a hundred. I didn't, we didn't weigh him at the end because I didn't want to know personally, but it got to the point where, you know, I'm still the same size and he's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I'm like, honey, if you're going to keep going out in public, we, we got to tell people something. I was like, cause right now it looks like we can only afford to feed one of us and it's me. <laughs> I was like, it's, it doesn't look good for me. It looks like I'm starving you. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to Aww. tell people something. So that was when he finally uh -huh. admitted, you know, right to, to tell, tell people, people that, yeah. okay, we can, we can tell people mm -hmm. that I have cancer, but I, I don't want anyone to feel bad for me. I don't want right. people to look different at me. I was like, they're not gonna, you're, yeah. still, you're still the same person. Yeah. Yep. Don't worry about it. We got you. We'll get you through this. Mm -hmm. We're good. So, but yeah, yeah February 22nd, 2022 or 2023. I'm sorry. Two, 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 three is the day I lost him. Yeah. I mean, there was no denying that day. I mean, he was, he was in constant pain for the last 36 hours of his life. It, it was, 
torture. I wouldn't want to see an animal go through what he went through, let alone a human, the, the man that I loved. Yeah. And it was it was just gut wrenching mm. to watch. And I was already informed by hospice. You don't call 911. You don't do any of that. You call us. Yeah. So in the meantime, I'm calling them mm -hmm. and they weren't showing up. They weren't coming. I was getting their answering service because oh it was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> how is that even a thing? Like <sighs> everybody what? is so gung ho about hospice and the experience I had when, with them was terrible. So I was my heart not a goes out to you like I that. Was, I couldn't. I mean, my daughter is an RN. Mm -hmm. She came and saw him. And at this point, he was really not conscious anymore. He was just struggling to breathe and in pain, groaning in pain. And no matter what amount of pain meds they told me over the phone, because they'd call me and say, I'll just give him more morphine, give him more morphine, give him more of this. So I did that. And nothing was helping and she saw his breathing and she called up hospice mm -hmm. and yelled at them yeah good so Something i got a woman good. there who came mm -hmm. it was probably a little before five o'clock she got there she walked in the room she assessed him she can i see you out here so we went out in the hallway together and she says i believe he is actively dying i said i believe you're right can i go back in there to my husband now mm -hmm. and he passed away at 5 20. Wow. Mm. So by then I had, you know, a whole host of narcotics in my house because I used to joke with them all the time. Your, your cancer is going to get me put on a drug list somewhere. I had fentanyl in the house, fentanyl patches, more morphine than I could. I could probably kill a horse with the amount of drugs I had there. It took the woman from hospice a good hour to destroy all of the narcotics. Wow. I didn't want any of them in my house right. and I didn't want anyone else to get a hold of them. She's like, do yeah. you want me to leave you packets? I was like, I'd prefer it if you did it just so I know. Yeah. yeah right. So, yeah. but he would not want me to be sad and mope around the rest of my life and be depressed. So right. I choose to move on. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm doing and trying to do. But yeah, I did try to date somebody. Judge me if you want people out there. No, no, really right. no one. Considering this is a he, he passed in February, everything. but yeah, I wanted a relationship, and he just wanted somebody to. Yeah. Well, so bye then. So it was fun, and I would have been mm -hmm. fine with that. I have no problems with that. Friends with benefits things, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but if you're gonna let me treat you like a potential partner, yeah, and. You're going to treat me like just somebody at home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to protect myself and call it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. As you should. But yeah. The problem with being a 51 year old widow is that every man in the world is either married, has a girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> my dating pool is very shallow. It may expand after this though. Yeah. <laughs> never know. Oh, man. I don't know. No, <laughs> 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 oh man um mm -hmm. i wanted to ask you um not to pull you off track there but um because this wasn't your first encounter with the big c cancer no um yeah. my sister yeah. yeah i lost my sister on december 17th the day after my brother's birthday 2007 hmm. she had breast cancer yeah 30 she, wasn't she she was 29 29 are you okay. serious it's so young yeah she found oh. out at age 24 she endured more <laughs> chemotherapy and radiation than any one person is ever supposed to have to endure yeah and she fought every second and she lived life like it was her last day because she never knew when her last day was coming yeah so i i that's how i live my life it's it's in my head it's, other people are like what would jesus do in my head is what would wendy do which was my little sister uh -huh. yeah so wendy would go out and have fun and party i don't party mind you because i don't <laughs> drink but i go out and have fun it's what i do yeah. I, life to you, the can, you can either choose to be miserable or choose yeah. to be happy Thank i you. choose to be happy <laughs> yeah yeah i made that choice too yeah because <laughs> yeah it, it is a, it is a choice and people need to fucking realize like, that people hear it though and i think it goes in one ear not the other oh, it's one it's they don't one put in... effort into it yeah. they yeah. just don't do it 
but and it, it takes time to train yourself to think like that yeah. Yeah. and to do stuff to make yourself happy but yeah. it's 100 percent possible yeah you know i mean look <laughs> yeah yeah did i sit and wallow in sadness yes i did for quite a while mm -hmm. yeah. but it took my father-in-law his stepfather coming to my house and telling me don't do this to yourself he yeah. wouldn't want this right i don't want this for you be mm -hmm. happy yeah I think I had a conversation with you like that. Granted, it's through Messenger a couple times. I just, because I've always said, I've always said, like, you're one of the very few couples that remind me, like, your guys' love, it, it, yeah. you know, to very similar to ours. And it wasn't just physical, it was everything. We were just connected and bonded. It, everything. It just worked from the instant we saw each yeah, other. Yeah. That's how it was with us. Like, yeah. you just felt yeah. it. It we wasn't, just knew. yes. Yeah. I mean, he never had any kids, he had no children. He never wanted kids. He was terrified of kids. Mm -hmm. And I had an adult daughter. <laughs> and then not long, you know, after we were together, she had a son. Mm -hmm. So it was his first experience with babies. That's amazing. Ever. Oh, wow. Yeah. He'd never even held a baby because he was terrified. <laughs> if one of his friends was like, here, he'd be like, oh, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. So my daughter, um, Matthew knows my daughter. I know her very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My daughter is like, what do you think he's going to do? I'm like, to what? And she goes, and throws her newborn son into my husband's lap. He, I don't think we were married at the time, no, because Aiden's seven and we were married for five. So, no, it was still my fiance mm -hmm. at the time. Puts the baby in his lap and he's just sitting there. Oh, <laughs> like awkward and scared. Just terrified that he That's was going to so break cute. this baby. Yeah. yeah. And, oh. you know, and then she had her daughter a few years later and all that. And they were his grandkids. He loved those kids like they were mm -hmm. his grandkids. How could you not? They, uh, he was he was Papa Mike to them. <laughs> I mean, I'd be at work and Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving, go quick forward. Halloween, he he would open the door and they would come trucking on in mm -hmm. and Papa, Papa, trick or treat. You know? uh, and we'd go to the store and he'd pick out something for the kids. This from the man who was terrified of children his whole life. Uh, so he just... Mm. That's awesome. He loved them and accepted them, and they were his grandkids. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was like, it takes a special man to never be a daddy, but be a grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's amazing. Um, he was that man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. We can no, I just, yeah. just remember. Just yeah. remember to cherish what you have. Don't take it for granted. Don't take each other for granted. Don't. You know, that's yeah. one thing I will say, though. He always, like, every day is always saying stuff to me, like, how much he loves me and appreciates me and yeah. is thankful. And, like, I try to do the same I back to him. And I just, I don't think we would ever feel like we say it enough. You never feel yeah. like it. But it's, it's. Yeah. There's no such thing as using it too much ever. Yeah, I know. Just isn't. Yeah. Can't be done. No. Mm -hmm. Other people might call it clingy. Then I'm sorry. If you think that's clingy, you don't understand what true love is. Yeah, thank you, you haven't you. found I, it yet. Yeah. I feel when like you that. find it, you'll know. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And don't settle because it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. So many people, I believe settle. They just think like they, they sell themselves short, just like I've done my, most of my life, you know, yeah. I'm not saying about relationships even I'm just saying in general, you know, with everything, I've always sold myself short and yeah. it's a very common thing. I think everybody just about does it. And I don't know. I think it makes everything in your life better when you give yourself more credit. Yeah. Everybody has self doubts and, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I only have four rules in a relationship. Don't abuse. Don't, don't neglect. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Yeah. Those aren't hard rules. Mm -hmm. For you. For but a lot of people, it's it's incredibly difficult. It seems impossible. Yeah. 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 It's impossible. insane to me to hear about all the um, stories of other people. Their relationships are so, like, not healthy. Yeah. But they're, they stay in them. But they put no effort. Just like people like to put no effort in anything. Right. Whether it's relationships yeah. or, you know, getting sober or losing weight. Or, you know, people just... People want the easy option. They just mm -hmm. want the relationship to work with putting no effort into it. Yeah. Like, or be treated good if they yeah. don't treat the other person how they want to be treated. Yeah. They expect more. Yeah. I mean, it's like you got to work together. Mm -hmm. You got to love each other together. It's two way street. But, um, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, I, I actually I don't really remember much about your sister because obviously um, she passed away right before I met you. But um 
I, if I do recall, I remember her being very pretty. Oh, she was gorgeous. Yeah. I don't know why I would remember that. Which is why people should always be very careful about how they describe people. And here's a little thinking into my mind and how I ended up where I ended up with abusive husbands and all that. Uh Growing up, my sister was five years younger than me. She was absolutely like model gorgeous. And there was me. We were referred to as the Melnick sisters. The smart one. And the pretty one. Trace. Uh, <laughs> I was the smart one. Of course, Wendy was the pretty one. Mm-hmm. But that led me to believe my entire life, and I still fight with it to this day, that I was ugly. And it led my sister to believe she was stupid. Oh. So you should never, mm. ever label people like yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Oh, people goodness. need to be very careful about their words because yeah. I grew up thinking I was ugly. She grew up thinking she was stupid. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's good that you're saying that because I think a lot of people don't think about it and it's no. not that they do it on purpose. Yeah. It's just be more aware. They had yeah. no idea yeah. that they were by putting these little labels on us, that it would have mm-hmm. psychological effects for our entire life. So, yes, yeah. I married the first guy who ever showed me any kind of attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, <laughs> I didn't think I was worthy of anything right. else. I was the yeah. ugly one. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, I mean, mm. to this day, I still fight with that. So when someone tells me I'm pretty, I'm like, bite me, no. <laughs> bite me, no. I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Been that way my entire life. Yeah. Sadly, I'm 51. I don't think I'll change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, like, one of the biggest things, you know, I think the only reason, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I messaged you a few nights ago, told you about the podcast. And I'm like, hey, like, what if you coming on could, you know, kind of help other people? And I, yeah. I, I felt like you were, what well, must've been like, fuck you, Matt. Like, Cause I know you and you're like, damn it. I can't say no. Yeah, I was just going to say, you wouldn't be able to say no to him. <laughs> Every fiber of my being wanted to say no to you, but because I love you yeah. and have known you so long and there's nothing I wouldn't do for you. I agreed to do this. <laughs> I would rather if you just said, can I come punch you in the face? I'd been like, yeah, please, <laughs> right there. please do. I'll yeah. come drive over. You can punch me in the face and it'll be all good. I hate this with every fiber of my being. I hope you end up loving it though. I hope you do. If it will help yes. one person yeah. to realize, wow, she came through this shit. She's still happy. She still enjoys her life. She's still trying. Yeah. Can you tell people like if you get kind of down and out, what do you do to make yourself feel better? I lose myself in my phone. Okay. <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. YouTube is a big part for me. I watch, you know, true crime things and I watch, mm-hmm. you know, there's one YouTuber that I absolutely love. He's ridiculous humor, mm-hmm. Brandon Ferris. Yeah. I watch him all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just lose myself into YouTube. That's what I did when I was sitting in doctor's office while he was doing okay. chemo and all that. So it's still yeah. like an extension of me. Yes. Yeah. It helps me to escape reality. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like watching the news or anything like that mm-hmm. because there's just depressing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's yeah. Good. yeah. I don't watch newspapers. Yep. I am so far re- away from mm-hmm. current so events. Yep. I have no idea what's going on in the yeah. world. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. yeah. Apparently That's there's something going on too. in Israel. And, I have, you know, <laughs> yeah. The only things I see on any kind of news or anything is if I'm on the break in the break room at work. Yeah. yeah. Cause they'll have like the news on if it's not on a sport or something Yeah, and I'll be like, Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't want to see any of that. There's enough yep. ugly in the world. I don't need any more ugly in my yep. life. Yeah. I don't You're want a lot it. happier. Get, just, I am cast it aside. I mean, the world could blow up tomorrow from a a bomb that everybody in the world knows about, except for me. Yeah. I won't pay any attention. We'd be right there with you though. I'll I'll be sitting there on YouTube and just, (laughs) you know, evaporate and life's done. I wouldn't know it was coming. I mean, using that logic, you know, that kind of, that goes back to like the entire thing of this podcast of what's really helped me was, you know, just not dwelling on things out of your control. And if you're going to watch the news, and unless you're going to really do something to advocate for real change, mm-hmm. which, you know, not many people can or well, even think they can do. I don't have the power to do that. Yeah. Right. Or, they, right. you know, nobody has faith that they can, you mm-hmm. know, acquire that much yeah. power. But the thing is, you know, like, a second you shut that off and you're just like, you know, what's the point of watching this negative bullshit? Oh, another school shooting, another this. It's like, you know, first of all, I don't understand why they advertise that stuff. Because isn't when they talk about these school shootings and they talk about all this negativity, you're you're kind of supporting it in a, in a roundabout way. You are. You're conditioning people to think about it all the time. Yeah. The people that probably really shouldn't yeah, think, about think it's it. normal, right? Yeah. 
But yeah. Who are we though? We don't know what we're talking about. So, yeah. but, um, I do believe the vast majority of people in this world are incredibly good people. Yeah. You know, there's some, there's some shitty people out there, but there's a lot of people I believe that are bad people that have potential to freaking change and turn their lives around. And, if like, they I want just, to. You know, you know, I think a lot of people want to, but they just don't have, they don't think they can. They get so They stuck. don't have the resources. They think they can't find yeah. the resources or they don't have a support system. Maybe they feel alone and maybe, you know, like you have a huge support system. Yeah, no, and that's you know, that's kind of why I wanted to do this. You know, right? Just, you know, have I'm that, fortunate, so. man. Like, I'll do anything to you know mm-hmm. let other people know. Like, you know, I, I'm the first to admit. You know, I'm very fortunate. You know, going through you know, you know, my own shit in my life, but and it's I got people like Teresa. You know, I've talked to Teresa, th- you know, periodically throughout the year, and just mm-hmm. yeah. I'm very thankful. So I am thankful for you as well. I'm and, thankful for you. You're part, you're part of my support system. Well, I have a huge one too. You know, like when I see you posting stuff on Facebook, which you don't very often, once in a while you post something nice and you or you mention Mike or how you're feeling and stuff. And it really puts things into perspective. Cause I'm like, man, like, you know, when I was going through my hard times this year, I'm like, this is this why me, you know, can't get any worse than this. But then I see you and I'm like, Okay, mm-hmm. it could get a little worse. It could get a lot worse. Like I could mm-hmm. lose the person I love forever. And um, like, you know, we got to be appreciative of the time that we've, mm-hmm. we were fortunate enough to have, you know, yeah, yeah. especially you having I mean, Mike, man. I mean, it, it turns out I was preparing for him to be gone before he was gone. I mean, everyone was like, he doesn't work. Why doesn't he work? We had reverse roles. I worked, he stayed home. He cooked, he, he did the cleaning and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. Apparently it worked for you. It did. Yeah. It worked for me. I mean, he had bad knees. He couldn't get around any, I mean, between the military, him playing, you know, soccer as a kid yeah. and he was a Mason. He did Mason repair cool. work. Yeah. His knees were shot. He yeah. needed both knees to be replaced, mm-hmm. but his doctor wanted him to hold off because he was so young. He's like, they only last oh, about really? 10 years. Hold off as long as you can. Mm-hmm. My new cancer decided he didn't need new knees anyway, but mm-hmm. so he stayed home. Mm-hmm. I worked. I was able to pay the bills. We were both very simplistic people. Yeah. So we didn't need a lot. Yeah. We didn't want a lot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my job paid the bills. And everyone always judged and would pick on him. Oh, you're the wife. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Maybe they were it, jealous. That I don't care. It didn't matter to me. People yeah. are always, people are allowed to think whatever they want. Yeah. I don't care what other people's opinions mm-hmm. of me are. They don't pay my bills. I do. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, I mean, we had reverse roles to begin with. Yeah. And it was, we were just a different kind of couple. Yeah. So, but more couples like I mean, that. like I said, I paid the bills and he stayed home and our wedding song, not that we danced because I don't dance. I'm not a real girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the world's worst girl. <laughs> In case you haven't figured it out. Um, our wedding song was Megan trainers. Like I'm going to lose you. The lyrics are, I'm going to love mm. you like I'm going to lose you. Mm. So, I mean, it was like I was preparing to lose Jeez. him before I even lost him. Wow. I mean, I already knew I could pay all of my bills on my own. And I already, you know, I did love him like I was going to lose him from the very minute we, we yeah. met. I mean, we, we told each other we loved each other after, I think, like three weeks together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we, we were, were right, really like, right there. Yeah. I think, I think like a week. I think our first real date, like when we actually went out and stuff, when I introduced you as my girlfriend and you didn't, we didn't make yourself official. I introduced her to one of my guy friends. And I'm like, oh, you I'm, just I'm his girlfriend again, yeah. <laughs> basically. It, it could have went one of two ways though. <laughs> it really could have. Yeah. But. It could have been like, yeah, screw you. I'm not your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so corny, mm-hmm. but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and I, you know, especially like in the last like week, man, like this whole thing, this is all blown up and there's been so many people that have reached, reached out. out and oh like, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And just like, it's so humbling and it's like, I don't, just, I'm not doing, I'm just talking. Like, I, I don't want well, that kind of credit and yeah, it's but cool, like, it, but just knowing feel great. people are actually reaching out and telling us that we're making a difference already yeah. makes me want to cry Yeah, because it's just the little differences that people are saying which is everything, you know, it's just, it's so insane to me. I don't know. It's crazy. We had somebody recently say to us, like they did something nice for their husband or their husband did something nice for them Mm -hmm. or, Oh, it's left her and left them. No, you don't have to mention names. Yeah. So someone had said that, Oh, you made me think, you know, I haven't written my husband a little note in his lunchbox in a very long time. And she did, 
you know, that night, made him lunch, put a note in there, sent me a picture of it. And I was just like, uh, and it just. Yeah, but then, then what did he say? Oh, and then he was saying, um, he came inside and told her that she's amazing, like the best mother ever. And wow. just that little change yeah. every now and then for a couple. How much effort did that take? Like, exactly. You know? And it <laughs> made each of them time. just feel like, right. yes. And she, it just. She puts hearts on my all my sandwiches <laughs> that she makes me. And it's funny because when she doesn't, my buddy will come into my office and, and like, be like, like, oh, yeah. like, oh, there's no heart. She like, don't love you today. Nope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we, we've always done that stupid shit. And I, I think that's like yeah. so important, you know, don't let, don't let it get old, man. Like it doesn't have to. Well, another thing that I do that most women don't think of, but should most men don't get flowers until their funeral. Mm-hmm. I will buy my man flowers. Mm-hmm. And when Mike and I first started, started dating and he would come and play on Sunday mornings every day, there was a flower shop on the hallway at turning stone. He would go down, he would get me a bouquet of flowers, and he would bring me flowers. Uh-huh. And because I'm not a real girl, you know, <laughs> I was like, sweetheart, these are great. I love them, but I don't like flowers. Mm-hmm. So it was like a month of him getting me these bouquets. Aww. Flowers are depressing to me. Because they From die. The mi- yeah, like, the minute yeah. you cut them, they're dead. Yeah. And the smell of them just reminds me of funerals. Yeah, I don't like flowers. So give me it's ice like, cream instead. No, you I, know what? I told him I was like, Opal's is right across from that. <laughs> Get me cookies. I oh. like cookies. Yeah, wait, but you know what he did? Not Your first flowers. Valentine's Day. Well, you yeah, we will there. say that, but I just have to say, like, he bought me a tree, and we oh, that was plant- recent. Yeah, that was like months ago. But a weeping willow. I've always wanted for, a weeping willow. Birthday. birthday or Mother's Day or something. One. Yeah. Not anyway, he was out there digging a hole, and I'm like. He's being very weird and suspicious, but okay, whatever. It sounds sweet, but she's been asking for one for like three years, so it's not very sweet. No, it is though, because almost <laughs> like it literally, I think started like crying, almost trying not to, but yeah. it just that just meant the <clears throat> world to me. Yeah. And I named it, and I go out and do you remember our say, first? You're beautiful, and I just love it so much. <laughs> what? Do you remember our first Valentine's Day? When I got, okay. I got so her. he got a little tiny vase. But then he put, he went on the side of the road, right? That one side of the road. I drove around for a while looking, I was picking oh. flowers by hand and I'm like, like weeds, but I, I don't know. All, I don't care. Like they're pretty they're, little they're flowers. Beautiful. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Weeds. It yeah. doesn't. Little did she know it's because I was just cheap. I'm like, she's not worth spending the money on. But Yeah, that's you. Definitely. Yeah. That is so. And I think my card was written on the back of her receipt. Oh yeah. So I bought her, I bought her a couple <laughs> yeah. things from Walmart and I literally wrote her the note, like a thing, uh, um, Valentine's, Valentine's Day card. note. Yeah. On the back of the receipt, and I'm like, uh-huh. guess, and I, I think on the receipt, I would say, I guarantee I'm the first guy to ever do this. And I, I still I have it. Yeah. I keep all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So you can get credit yeah. for being cheap. So just I, I, I it's knows. cute and it's different. And who does that? Yeah. It's unique. And it. I'm unique. You definitely There's no are. no other unique. me. Yes. You're unique. <laughs> you. I love you. <laughs> Holy crap. We're like just at an hour. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on before we let this go? Um, Thank you for sharing. Yeah. If if it will help one person, that's all that matters. I mean, I mean, you can't see the shirt that I'm wearing, but on it, it says it's okay. If the only thing you do today is breathe. Uh, Yeah. That's awesome. For real. Yeah. Yeah. One day at a time. I'm hoping everybody does something really nice for their significant other after watching this. Cause Mm -hmm. if you don't, something's wrong with you. Don't take them for granted. Yeah. Don't take them for granted. Just do one thing a day and you'll notice everything change around you, like in your relationships. Do one random small thing that you don't have to do unconditionally. So don't do something just because you're like, man, I haven't been laid in a while. I'm going to do this (laughs) under the condition I get laid because uh, you shouldn't be about that. I mean, (laughs) yeah. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I hope you guys really liked and, you know, felt this podcast because I think I almost like wanted to cry when you were talking a lot of times. I like how Be- I, like you kept me out of my emotions in a good way. Like you're, you're an incredibly strong person. And I oh my gosh. Yes. It took me a long time to get there. Oh, I'm sure. Long time. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. But all right. Um, I'm going to end this and I appreciate everybody's support. Watching, guys. Thank you guys. Bye-bye.
Thank you.